Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Welcome back to the studio. Again, my name is Jay. I am the host of the show. I am excited to introduce to you this evening my co-host coming in from around the world. We have Mr. Eviselove Heath, the man of the land from down under. He does call Australia home. Welcome to the show, Evis. As always, my brothers, great to be here. Of course, we have Josh Richer coming in from Southern California, uh, the golden state in the United States of America. Welcome to the studio, Josh Richer. Mm, love sharing space with you guys. Let's rock it again. And of course, we have the one and only Jeff Fasano. Nashville, Tennessee is where he resides today. Welcome to the show, Jeff Fasano. Thank you, Jay. Um, let's do what we do. As, uh, as we take a moment here just to take a breath, introduce a welcome to the show. All of our viewers coming in from three platforms this evening. We have Facebook, live streaming. YouTube live streaming, and of course, LinkedIn, our newest, our newest platform that has uh, welcomed us into, into the family of uh, podcasting. And so if you should hear something that you like or love, we invite you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. If you should have any questions or comments that come forward during the show, please drop them down into your comment section, and we'll do our best to address as many of your questions and comments as possible. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. It is episode number 73. Um, and so tonight's topic is all about, are you, uh, are you living life in flow or are you fighting with it? And uh, that could mean, that's a, that's a hot question because it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But uh, I want to invite uh, Josh Richer, coming in hot off the set of Shark Tank, just ba barely made it to the studio tonight. Since you came in hot, why don't you start us off this evening and light us up with what tonight's topic is about. Are you flowing with life or are you fighting with it? And what, is that, uh, what does this topic mean to you this evening, Josh Richer? Mm, you know, we had our production meeting um... I opened up that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling grief this week. Um, and I haven't had much time, uh, free time this week to actually sit down and explore what may, uh, may be underneath that or what, uh, may be causing this. Um, and I've been kind of, kind of busy and that's okay. Um, and what we did talk about in the production meeting is, um, sort of allowing, you know, we, we're often taught mm -hmm. to, you know, don't, don't feel that way. Don't, don't show uh, uh, weakness or suck it up or, you know, be the man. And um, we're not often taught how to just be with our emotions and not do. Um, so I was kind of reminding myself, I found myself early on in the week wanting to do, be the doer and shove this down or cast it aside or, um, amp myself up. Um, and I reminded myself that, uh, 
it's okay. It's okay to feel and it's okay to have these emotions and it's okay to not necessarily know where this is coming from. Um, and to just be kind to myself and be loving to myself and say, and just honor those feelings and to know that, you know, this may just be a little bit lower week for me. Um, and that's okay too. So yes, the allowing, the accepting, the loving of where we're at. Um, and, you know, it's like the, these emotions, if we stuff them down, it's kind of like it becomes that stagnant pond that grows, uh, you know, all the, the green algae and starts to smell and mosquitoes, uh, you know, start living there. And it's, we need to be the river and we need to allow these to pass through us rather than getting stuck in us. And uh, so, yeah, this week I'm reminded to just let the feelings flow, allow them to pass through and they'll move on. Uh, so mm. that was my contribution to the week. Well, Ev, what do you make of what uh, Josh just shared? Mm, beautiful, brother. Great intro, my man. And, um, you know, it, it already sets the table definitely for the platform tonight. You know, you had me thinking about what the show was going to be about tonight. And I, I actually did a video a little bit about it yesterday here in the land down under uh, two days ago. We actually have a day called Are You OK Day? And I was thinking why it was important because it's a day of mental health. And to be honest, is anyone okay in the world today? <laughs> I mean, to me, it was a real, you know, slap in the face for uh, Aussies here in the land down under. I don't think anyone's okay. And when you put some of those things like you just highlighted there, brother, in the real, like, you know, not giving ourselves time to sit with where we currently are in our life, you know, we're really chasing our tail from, uh, you know, early childhood, we're ch chasing our, our tail from teenagehood into our early adulthood. And one thing for me, you know, about tonight's show, what you've really dipped in there, I think when we start to really understand uh, from a lens of these emotions and see them as more, uh, as I've always talked about, a, a GPS system for us to help navigate through mm. some of those murky waters that you're talking about, then we're able to get a clearer picture of that vision that we do want to see without in, in the world. And for me, on my personal journey, man, I mean, I was out on country this morning and um, I had a real intimate moment. I was, um, you know, out on country and I was just saying to Jay in the green room before the show, um, there was just a really beautiful vibe out there. There was fog. I couldn't see. It was, um, you know, still just under the sun's rise. And in that fog, there was a little bit of precipitation that was a bit wet. And I actually started to release a little bit of tears because it was a tears I was feeling like that I am also in that same process of letting go of the old me. And I think for many of us up until this point within our life, we're finding it so, so tough to let go of the old version of ourselves, to let go of the old systems to let go of the old ways, to open and allow, like you, you're saying there, for this new version of each and all of us to come through. So for me tonight, you know, I really want to dip into that emotional side. As, as we know, like you said, brother, many of us men up until this point on the planet haven't really allowed to look for those lens of those beautiful emotions to help us navigate through those foggy uh, worlds that we've been living in. 
Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, uh, it, it some a thought that occurred to me this week mm. was the grief might be letting go of the old self. No, the yeah, old me. There you go, man. And it's it's a it's a death. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sort dope. of honoring that and being okay. Yeah, when we when we um, move through our inner process and reveal the old to ourselves, the old behaviors, our old habits, patterns, rituals, the layers of wounding come to the surface, and then we start to release that, and and then with our feelings. So it's a combination of things, and actually we're diving into feelings, which is fantastic because. Many, many people out there, men and women included, really don't know how to feel their feelings and allow their feelings to come to the fore because your feelings have energy attached to them. But it's allowing all of those feelings and being in the feelings. Like Josh said, I'm feeling a sense of grief this week. And instead of trying to do something to get rid of it or understand it so I can try to control it and not feel it because it's not something I really want to feel and I don't like it. But if it was a joyous thing, oh, sure, I'll feel joy. Oh, yeah, I'll feel this. I'll feel that. When those feelings, those deep feelings of of grief and sadness and anger start to move through us, those are the feelings that had been labeled negative mm-hmm. by so many people, by our parents, and even quote unquote 3D spiritual leaders. And there you go. Negative feelings and positive feelings. Now, Jake, let me, said, let me, let me ask you this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, Josh could have said, well, this is a negative feeling. I'm not supposed to be feeling negative feelings. Folks, feelings are feelings. There's no negative or positive feelings. Once we start putting label on feelings, then we're going to want to avoid all of our feelings, repress and, re- and, and suppress them, along with the energy that leads to more than likely physical dis-ease. Because we're repressing and suppressing energy in our physical bodies. The key to it is to allow our feelings to flow through us. And, and feel those feelings and be in those feelings, not sink or an indulgence, but just let them flow through because the, on the other side of those feelings is going to reveal so much to you. Let, 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 me, let me say this, Jeff. I'm going to challenge each one of you guys right now. <laughs> Here right? It goes. The last time that you had emotions come up for you. Every day. The last time you had emotions come up with for you that let's say had a, a negative energy or toxic energy attached to them, did you did you show up as a loose cannon or did you show up as an inspirational waterfall? Okay. Ooh, Jeff, I think he's called you out, brother. Yeah. Because, because yeah. I, this, I shared this, I shared this uh, on Tuesday night. There in we go. Our production meeting, and Jay's probably uh-huh. saying that because he wants me to go there. Um, well, the, the truth of the matter is, is it's, I want all of you guys to go there, but that was definitely the inspiration for asking this question, which is cool. because this isn't just about you, Jeff. This is about all of us. I don't want to say especially as men, but for those of us that were taught as children to be tough, 
and to stuff your feelings and to show up and um, real boys or real men don't cry. And we, some of us heard that as women too. You don't have to have received that download from mom or dad or your caretakers. However, how do we, how do we manage our feelings in a way that's healthy for us? And uh, not be that loose cannibal. So my question to you is: the last time that you had a have awareness that you showed up with a low vibe or feelings that have a let's say a, somewhat of a a negative energy to them or a low energy to them, were you a loose cannon or were you an inspirational waterfall? Fasano, you're up first. Okay. So <laughs> last week, what was it? Last week. Or, or on on Thursday or Friday morning, no, Saturday morning, excuse me. This past, last Saturday, I woke up in, 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 in the morning with this an, an immense amount of rage and anger inside of me. I mean, I woke up literally, and all of a sudden, I had this rage and anger in me. And it was, it was, it was, it was loud. It was very, very loud. And my first reaction was to try to figure it out. Hmm. But through the, my processes and, and all of the tools that I've gained in how to deal with feelings and how to allow to have the feelings, the, the thing, it was so intense that I could have gotten up, ran after my cats, beat the cat, did all of this stuff, project that energy outside of myself, what I know is there's a, that, that there's a charge to our feelings. Boom. When, when we're, when something is incredibly funny and we, and our res, our vibration rises, we laugh and we might laugh uncontrollably. That is us releasing the charge of that energy and those feelings. So mm. what, it, what I did in that moment is I, did my breathing, breathe with sound and all this. And then I realized it was so intense that I needed to do, use my tools to release the charge. So I did that, whatever, you know, there's tools that I have to release that charge and I just stayed in it. But what, when I, when I released the charge and I started having the feelings like Josh, you know, I'm, ha I'm feeling that those feelings of grief and the feelings that come with that. I'm allowing myself to be in it. I'm not trying to figure out why this is happening, because if we allow it under as the energy moves and the feelings move and we have the feelings on the other side of it is going to be the revelations. So as I allowed myself to feel all of this, I suddenly realized that I never in my life allowed myself to feel angry. Mm. It's interesting you use that, brother. You use that sense of the term feel with the feelings. What do you mean by that, my man? I, it's allowing the feelings, feeling the feelings. Allowing. Yep. Feel, mm. feel the, the, the mm -hmm. anger, feel the rage. What is it, you know? And I just allowed myself through because I knew that on the other side of it, there's going to be the gift and the lesson of this. But I needed to go through it and mm. have the feelings. So 
they would move and then the transformation would come in. And so I did that, but it lasted literally Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday morning, I woke up and they mm. and it passed. Mm. And, the, and, the, and what came to me, there was a, an amazing amount of calm. And right as soon as it passed, because we all know that underneath anger is a hell of a lot of sadness. Mm-hmm. That hit me and I started to cry and, and I let that move through me. Mm. I felt the release of it. And mm. then what came to me is my mother, the programming, the conditioning. Mom came in. Uh, mom always suppressing and repressing my five, six, seven-year-old Jeff's feelings. That came up. But I also realized that because I need to be the nice guy or need Ed to be the nice guy, I needed everyone to love me. I stuffed and repressed all of that, all of my feelings of just saying, you know something? Right now, I'm feeling angry. Mm. I have never said that to anyone in my entire life because of my wound of needing to be the nice guy, needed to be taking care of your needs, always needing to be loved. So what I'm going to do is give myself up. I'm going to give my all of those feelings, stuff them, repress them. Mm. So you will see me in a better light. Therefore, giving myself up. Part of that, when that even came up, there was more rage and more anger. So it was, not, it was a part of being angry at myself, but it was really just the feelings of, of anger and rage that I had re- repressed and suppressed. And believe me, four days of that. And then, but I had so many amazing tools to, to, to release the charge of it and not project what I'm going through, what I'm feeling coming through onto anyone else. And mm. that's key to all of this. I want to take that, uh, that's, that's, that's deep, man, that point there. Understanding the yeah. difference between having the emotion and actually acting on it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Josh? Well, and I had a, you, you just touched on something, Jeff. Um, I wonder how much of that anger was anger at yourself. Yeah. For never, for never allowing that part of you to, to speak or to have a voice or to that you were always having to swallow, mm. and stuff your feelings for those of others and putting those of others first, and I wonder how much of that anger was actually anger at you. At you. Oh, that was definitely there was a combination of a lot of different things. It was just a combination of a lot of a lot of different things, and when I allowed myself. I, I, I actually looked in the mirror in my bathroom and said, mm. I'm going to allow myself to feel and be in these charged feelings of, of anger and rage. Mm. And I'm going to give myself the freedom just to be in it and allow it. And then set my boundaries, do what I needed to do, make sure that I'm not, you know, driving in my car and I get triggered and I do road. I just, that's the, those are the tools. If we understand that all of our feelings have, have, have an energetic charge to them. Jeff, Jeff, what I want to share with you, if I may, is uh, I found that 
what's, what helps me navigate through uh, different emotions and triggers and feelings that come up is something you mentioned. The first thing I do is I tell on myself, meaning when I have the awareness that in that moment I'm feeling anger or frustration or sadness or hurt or pain, I express it out into the universe. I tell someone, this is how I'm feeling now. Now that's something I didn't do in my past, but I do it today because just by, just by sharing it with someone, a friend, anybody that you can trust to reach out to, um, it releases a lot of the energy behind those emotions. And this, the second thing that I've learned how to do is when I'm in a, in a low, a low vibration, if I may refer to it as in that regard, what I've learned is that I know it's not forever. I know that it's just a passing. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just like a storm that's going to come <laughs> through. And you know that eventually this, the winds are going to die down. The lightning's going to disappear. The rain's going to stop. And then the calm will come back. It's mm. emotions or feelings are not permanent. And so knowing that, my next step, if sharing it and acknowledging it to myself and out to someone else doesn't work, then I also um, up my game. And what I mean by that is I up my self-care because mm. I, know that I know the gateway to break through, to bring myself back to more of a level or um, a healthier mindset is to do more self-care to help bring me out of that funk. <laughs> self-care could mean extra water. Self-care could mean uh, a healthier, uh, you know, more plant-based meal than not. A he- healthy uh, distraction could be music. Mm-hmm. It could mean taking a second walk in a day or a second walkabout, connecting with a friend. Mm. Uh, doing some extra self-care, knowing that if I if I stay in it long enough that eventually the ominous cloud will dissipate, it'll dissolve Mm. and I'll be back to more of my healthier space. And I've had a, I've had to learn how to manage that part of myself, like as being human over the past coming up on six years now in a much healthier way, because the way I used to show up would be a loose cannon (laughs) in the moment it felt like that's how I wanted that. That was going to be good. I just want to get it out. But when I'm getting it out and um, let's say it's, it's a direct hit to someone else that's in my firing line as that loose cannon, I never ever on the back end felt better about myself. I always then went to almost feelings of shame, feelings of guilt, feeling mm. of beating myself up. Mm. Like what's wrong with me? Why did I just, you know, why was I such a, a pompous ass in that moment. Mm. Um, and so what I've learned is, is that uh, it's important to, exp- it's, it's important to have the awareness. It's important to express it, mm. but it's, but it's not okay to express it in a way that is going to be hurtful to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And backing off of last week's episode 72, which was all about compassion. When I get triggered by someone else who's, who is um, in that moment has impacted me, it's, it's really easy to resort back to my old toxic masculinity and, you know, come back fighting. 
But I tell you what, gentlemen, what I continue to practice learning is new behavior as a man, which is instead of coming back fighting, come back with love. Mm. And, and, and how I have to, you know, how I have to work at that is just practice like going back and saying, it's not about me, this, this person behaving this way, it's something they're going through. And I have no idea. I have no idea what may have just touched them in their life in that day mm. and why they're showing up the way they are. And then I have a choice. I either can try to engage in it in a loving way or I detach and I just walk away. Mm -hmm. I don't show up for the fight. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, mm -hmm. it's about no one can manage my emotions and feelings better than I can. No mm -hmm. one can rescue me. I spent a lifetime waiting for someone to rescue me from my own feelings. And it didn't work so well. Mm -hmm. What do you make of that, Josh Richer? <laughs> uh you know, our, our, I was just thinking how our experiences um, were different in the sense that you'd have your outbursts and I had my inbursts, I guess, you know, mm. I'd, I'd, I'd get to that, um, that point of, of emotional charge and, and, you know, and I'd stuff and numb. That mm. was my, that's what my pattern looked like mm -hmm. is I didn't want to feel it. I wasn't ready to let that flow through me. I thought those feelings were permanent. Um, and so I numbed uh, heavily and used alcohol to not feel those feelings. And the problem is when we numb uh, through substances, sex, uh, you know, food, whatever, that numbing doesn't discern between, it doesn't just numb the bad feelings. Um, you know, alcohol numbed all my good feelings as well. And so I here I thought I was just washing out the bad and uh, it took all the good with it, too. And so mm. it really, um, you know, it, it brought my existence down. It brought the energy down and it really um, made me sad and more sad and miserable. Mm. Um, so it didn't it didn't get me anywhere but into more negativity and those feelings that I was trying to numb would always come back because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't allow it to flow through me. It was still stuck within me. And mm -hmm. so they're, they're right beneath the surface, ready to rear their ugly heads again when that charge would come back or when that situation would come back or, you know, those memories uh, from, you know, my childhood or whatever, whatever the trigger was, for that emotional charge, it's still there. Yeah, there you go. If mm. you don't accept it, love it, and let it flow. I love that. Josh, Richard, breaking it down. You know, it's interesting you say that you you held it in. I think, I, in retrospect, I did both. I mean, I numbed mm. out with addic addictive behaviors, no doubt. But I also um, sometimes let it ooze out of me in a toxic way that uh, no doubt was more hurtful to me than anybody else. Mm. And I, it was just, I think for both of us, what we're all sharing tonight is we really weren't taught how to manage our emotions and feelings and our thoughts. There you go. We never thought to have, to allow our feelings. Mm. Right. Because, I mean, 
the way it made mom or dad feel. Yeah. The reason why mom or dad would, would look at the five-year-old, the six-year-old, the 10-year-old and say, stop crying, stop this, stop that, is because they didn't like what was the feelings that were coming up inside of them. Mm. They didn't know how to deal with it. So because they saw a mirror, they said, I don't want to see that. So you stop it. And that's why I said earlier, my mother popped up in, in this three or four day episode. And mm. that was the root of it for me. You know, mm. I just want to say one more thing. As I allowed myself and gave myself the freedom to feel that, nurtured myself through it, when I did wake up on Tuesday morning, I felt so much more empowered mm. in mm. my life because I, I listened to myself. I paid attention to me. I used the tools that I have been given to nurture myself through it. I did not project that onto anybody outside of myself. It was all for me. It was all for me. It wasn't mm. happening to me. To it you. Was all yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. To move. Beautiful. Forward. Love that. Ev, I mm. want to ask you real quickly. Um, when you've shown up in your life as a cannon, as a loose cannon, versus, let's say, an inspirational waterfall, what was the shift for you? Or where are you at in your relationship with your loose cannon? Mm, I think it shows my brother, you know, up until this point in my life when I, you know, we're talking about this, this electric charge of this loose cannon, man, mine went into my body. I was mm. training up to seven days a week, man, hammering myself. So, you know, using anger and that stress that was happening in, you know, that particular environment that I was in at the time, to each afternoon, some days in the morning as well, to go and just train and hammer my body. And that was all this misperception where I want to really go with this on how I perceived what emotions were. See, to me, anger is not such a bad emotion. I don't believe it's a, a, it's a negative emotion. It can be a negative emotion, but you can actually use anger positively. It is actually quite an emotive emotion. It can move energy. So when I was able to start self-regulating, but number one, identifying where these emotions of anger, you know, that, that those sort of stressful emotions that really tie in with that, where were they coming from? Were they even mine? When I went into the deeper side and, you know, some of the tools I use now, like meditation, mindfulness for self-regulation, mm -hmm. um, you know, going out in nature, you know, like you're talking about sitting with yourself. When I was able to start identifying some of these emotions, it started to give me what I'm always talking about with this emotional intelligence. You see, we, we, we all have this, you know, this, this, this thing growing up that we've got to be in this logical mind, which is so rigid. But when you start working on your EQ, that EI, that emotional intelligence, you actually see like we're talking about tonight, it's quite flowing. So where I am now, I don't, I don't hammer my body when I'm out bush doing my exercises. I'm actually living in it with love. 
So it's now how I've turned those emotions around and how I mm-hmm. perceive them to be. I live in the ebbs and flows. That's just who we are, my brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. You nailed it. It's, it's learning to love all of those parts of us that because they served a purpose. That anger mm-hmm. protected us when we were a child. You know, if we look back to our child years, which we often talk about, um, every one of those emotions served a purpose. And when we shame them or stuff them or deny those parts of ourselves, then we are shaming us. We are shaming uh, our essence and we aren't living as a whole being. We are living as a fractured soul that is, um, you know, stuffing and shaming parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's creating duality within ourselves. Totally. If, mm. if that's why I was talking about a, a negative feeling and a positive feeling, no. No, if I'm going to say I'm feeling anger and sad and those are negative and I don't want to feel or be negative, what you're doing is you're creating a duality inside of yourself where I don't like that part of me where that anger and sadness is residing come now, where it actually in somewhere in my physical being, that's where it's coming up. So you know what? I'm, I don't like it. You're, you're right, John. It creates a duality inside of us because whether it, it's all about, I don't like feeling this, but I like feeling this. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, is that they, all of these feelings serve a purpose in the bigger picture on your road to self-mastery, folks. Mm-hmm. Check this out, Jeff. Uh, Elena says, a favorite quote of mine, the feeling that cannot find its expression in tears may cause, may cause other organs to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does that resonate with me right here, right now? Thank Dis-ease. you for sharing that. Mm. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Mar- Martine Jeanette, who is AKA Deb's Deb, she says, and until I became aware of it, as I am doing this very moment, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for assisting me in expression. So much love for all of you. And mm-hmm. she's been, uh, our board's been lighting up tonight with so many people sharing and acknowledging um, mm-hmm. how we, have not really been taught how to manage our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts. Uh, I want to invite us to kind of shift gears here and really touch a little bit about, cause Josh, you touched on it the way you described how, how you um, your strategy to manage your emotions was through the bottle. But part of that was isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I and, and when you're a single, when you're a single, whether it be a single guy or a single woman, uh, and you live by yourself, you're already living in a physical isolation. Mm. How how can we not see that, embrace that as part of the opportunity or challenge, but really um, how can we change our relationship with isolation so it can actually be a positive, healthy contribution mm-hmm. to managing your emotions and feelings without reaching for some form of addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. It's, not to, it's not to dwell in your emotions. Don't sit within your emotions. 
Don't indulge and sink into them. Emotions, emotions. Yeah. But they come, they go. They come, they go like thoughts. So, you know, like that's, you know, we're talking a lot about self-awareness here, which is really at the peak of all of this. But if there is someone that is not at that particular level of being able to be self-aware, be able to regulate their emotions, I mean, these brothers and sisters have got to seek help. These, these brothers and sisters have got to reach out for support. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it goes back into the introduction when I was talking about, you know, we do that Are You Okay Day. I don't feel Are You Okay is enough. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if someone was to ask me if I was okay and I was in a deep hole, I could easily just go, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sweet. I'm fine, thanks. And that's my whole point with all of this. You know, this is really starting to understand a what emotions are, being able to identify them, being able to self-regulate them, and being able to transmute them for what they are. Mm-hmm. That energy to be able to, you know, feel some of those good emotions, but be able to live with them. Mm-hmm. So does live with them mean uh, that you change your relationship with them? Instead of beating yourself up for feeling these feelings one more time, instead flip flip the narrative to honoring those feelings, giving yourself permission to feel it. For me, a part of that has also been not giving myself permission to stay in it. There's a difference between giving yourself permission to feel them and acknowledge them and honor them. Right. It's different than turning to duvet therapy. And if you're not familiar with what that is, I'll break it down for you. It's when you when you uh, grab a blanket and you stay under that blanket for days, weeks, months, or years on end. Mm. And, and it's very easy to slip into duvet therapy because there's some comfort in having a security blanket. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I found I did that. I did that with my, ex, my ex-wife. Mm. And it didn't serve her. It didn't serve me. And it didn't serve our relationship. It nearly killed us both. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, for me, I had to learn how to how to really honor those feelings that come forward, accept them as the truth in the moment, but not give myself permission to stay in it for too long. And for no, me, that, that goes back to the uh, up up leveling my self care. Mm-hmm. Yep, and. What happens too when you know we don't give ourselves permission to feel? Uh, at least in my case, I um, I would hide and mm-hmm. hide those emotions. Just like you said, Ev, when somebody asked if I was okay, oh yeah, I'm great, I'm cool, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not I'm not giving that that feeling permission. And so what what happens or what happened to me in that? I lived majority of my life until my late thirties. Um, hiding my emotions from others. And what it does is it keeps everybody at arm's length. Mm. That we are robbing ourselves of closeness um, and deep relationships and friendships. When you're denying that part of yourself and when you're not allowing to, to be whole and to be, um, you know, sad, bummed out, angry, whatever. When you're just, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I didn't have deep relationships with my friend. I had friends, but 
I never told them how I was feeling or what was going on or, or things that I was struggling with or, you know, my, my states of depression when the, when the business was going south. And it wasn't until, um, I, I actually, it wasn't until I, I cheated on my ex uh, many years ago and she told all my friends and all of a sudden, like that was my worst night. And she told everybody that I had gone to rehab as well. I didn't mm. get to share that. Uh, or hide that like my old patterns were. So she basically shared, aired out all of my dirty laundry to everybody I knew. And I was mortified. Like that, mm. if you had asked me what my worst nightmare would be, that was it. Mm. And what happened, I'm so glad she did that. And I look back on that um, because it was the best thing that could have happened to me because mm. my true friends rallied. And mm. came to my side, and I had deep, m much deeper relationships with them. And then the fake friends went away. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have to exert energy on that anymore because they walked. Mm. And but it showed me that honoring those feelings within ourselves and sharing those feelings with the people that are close to us brings everyone closer together. And it was. I, like I said, it was my worst nightmare, but it was my greatest gift. Mm. And we have that in common, Josh. That same thing happened with me. Mm. And, and the more the, 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 it takes so much energy to suppress and repress your feelings. Mm. So much energy to stuff those feelings down. And when you keep on stuffing and keep on repressing, you're just building the armor and fortifying that armor around your heart space and shutting your heart down. If you're denying, suppressing, repressing, and stuffing all of your feelings, if you allow to yourself to have your feelings inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter, your heart is going to open more. Mm -hmm. Your heart will open, but your heart will begin to open to yourself. I'm allowing myself to feel, oh, wow. You don't feel in your head. You don't feel <laughs> in your mind. Where do you feel? You feel in your heart. Heart space. That's where I belong. In your heart space. Your mind is what's up there trying to control it all through your conditioning and your programming. But if you allow yourself and that energy to flow and feel, and then use your tools mm. to not project that charge outside of yourself onto others, you'll gain a greater sense of empowerment within yourself, but your heart will just open and keep opening. And then you can share with another when they ask you, so how are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm feeling sad right now mm. feeling a little angry right now you know i feel like i'm going through a grieving process right now so i'm sad oh what do you need well you know what i really just need for it for you to leave me be today mm. the two questions to ask is what are you feeling and what do you need and if everybody can do that and in such an inviting way more hearts would open. 
Love that, brother. Yeah. So I, I guess, Jeff, like getting into some tools for our brothers and sisters out there, you know, mm-hmm. ha- having trouble trying to, you know, um, regulate some of these emotions. Got a question for you, my brother. How could you tell the difference between a thought and an emotion? Mm. Well, the, emo- the feeling comes first. Mm-hmm. And then the thought is going to try to control that feeling. The, and here's the, here's the difference. The feeling comes up. It comes up from inside of us. Mm. The way that we all want to control it is why am I feeling that right away? Why am I feeling, why am I feeling that? You want, we want to know why. The brain wants to know why. We want to know why. Our wounded parts of us want to know why I'm feeling angry right now. I went there last Saturday. Why am I feeling? And then I stopped myself. That's mm. me trying to control this so I don't have to feel it. I don't have to deal with the wounds associated with it. I don't have to deal with the trauma associated with that is triggering the shadow part of me in this moment. Mm. So a tool is when you're starting to feel sadness, let's use sadness as Josh. I've been in this grieving place. So in that place, I've been feeling sad this week. What we're all going to do is go right to our heads to ask why. Why am I feeling that? That why is going to come up after you allow yourself the organic process of feeling. Mm. Love it, bro. And I, I agree with Katrina too, um, mm. Jeff. I think both work in a sense where I remember when um, my business failed and I would have the thought that um, I failed the investors. I failed you know, my family and friends that, that put money into my business. Therefore I must be a failure. And then that's what led to my depression. So it was like, I, I made up the story about myself through my thoughts Yep. and that generated the deep um, depressive emotions. And I couldn't get off the couch for weeks at a time. So the reverse I believe is true too, where um, the thoughts we indulge in and the stories we create uh, with those thoughts uh, also drive emotion. I want to. I want to pull this up. Expressing what works for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. Of course. Of it's course. both. It. Yeah. It's, it's both. I want to acknowledge this right, uh, real quickly, gentlemen. Christopher Peckham coming in from Flagstaff, Arizona. He <laughs> says one of my hardest goals is to express how I'm feeling. Now, what I'd like to do is is use this as a segue, gentlemen, mm. uh, because this is this is what we're talking about tonight. This is. This has been all of our reality at some time in our life where, um, where many of us, I'm speaking for myself, and you guys have acknowledged it here tonight, um, I didn't know how to express how I was feeling because I wasn't even in touch with the root of my feeling. Mm. A lot of the times when, when we show up as men and we're angry and we're, we got our boxing gloves on and we're ready to go you know, as that loose cannon in the battle, what we think is the emotion or what we think is at the root of it is just a symptom. Mm. It's the anger is not the, is really not the root of what we're feeling. Mm. So where do we go from here? Ev, what, what is at the root of, of the anger? Bring us, man, bring us deeper. It's fear. It's fear. 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 It's fear. Number one, anger is just the bodyguard of fear. 
There you go. So, you know, it's a survival mechanism. But, you know, like getting back to those tools, uh, I think, you know, like what Chris is saying out there, how to express them. For me, brother, like I said, my way of expressing it back in the day was going to hit the gym and smashing my body apart and thinking that I was, you know, um, uh, able to express it in a healthy way, which was actually flipped. I do it now for a creative process. So what that might mean to you, you know, I don't know if you, you do any writing. Um, I, I really try and encourage a lot more men to journal these days and put down their emotions on paper. Um, one method that I use for clients that I help is called my four and four method. So I, I get you to put your alarm on four times, four hours, uh, um, every four hours, four times a day, depending on your time, your cycle, your sleep cycle, et cetera. And just check in. I know Jay calls them checking in with your vitals. I just call it a check-in. And I get my brothers and my sisters to write down those emotions and just write down how you feel mm -hmm. after those three or four hours. What mood are you in? Check in and do that over some time, my brothers and sisters, and you will start to become more aware of where some of these emotions are coming from and what may be the triggers behind them. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I do actually personally for me is I, I, I've got the easel over the back there. I love art. S some yeah. of my best art, art pieces, man, uh, are coming from an emotional space. There you go. And I put that straight down on paper and um, I'm able to then really be able to express in a much more healthier manner. So it's interesting you say that, Ev, and I love what you just shared, how you, how you segued into how you use art in a, in a therapeutic way. Christopher Peckham is a very talented chef. Now, I, I suspect that a lot of the time when he's creating and preparing a meal, he's creating it from his emotional space, from what he's feeling. He's just, he just is not aware that he's tapping into it and expressing it through food. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful way to show up for yourself. Beautiful. Uh, especially if it's healthy food, you know, in, in, in a, in a <laughs> way that Chris, Chris is, uh, his specialty is, is plant-based, dairy-free, vegan, really. Mm. Um, he's a very talented chef, and I love, I love what he's always prepared for me. But, again, I think it really comes down to is um, it's really learning how to have awareness and get in touch with what you're – what you're thinking, what feelings are being created from your thoughts, what emotions are coming forward, and then learning how to give yourself permission to honor those moments. And perhaps I, I may be stabbing in the dark, but I suspect for you, Christopher, it may have some time in your early, younger years you were shut down mm -hmm. and or you were not your mentor um, may also have struggled with expressing their true essence of their feelings or thoughts mm. and emotions mm -hmm. and learning how to, the, rea the truth is, is that just because that's how you showed up mm. and that's what you were taught doesn't mean you have to spend the rest of this lifetime living in that muck, living mm. in that, those inner, that inner turmoil and learning how to love yourself right where you're at and give yourself permission to have awareness of what you're feeling and then express it either through art 
either through food, for, through creating healthy nutritional meals, through writing, through, through journaling, through dance, through song, many different ways. Do photography. What's that? There you go. Photography. There you go. Of course, photography. <laughs> yeah, man, Mr. Fasano, best in the business. And, and for hey, me you know this week, um, you know, it's funny. The, um, this week I was feeling low. And so the old patterns would have been to numb that or wash it away um, and make that go away, you know, reject it, stuff it down. And the longer I sat with it um, and allowed it, um, I didn't know what that sadness was. And I just asked myself, what does this feel like? Like mm. what? And I and the word grief came back. And that's yes. when I was able to identify it. And I was like, yeah, this feels like grief. And I don't, and I don't know why, and we don't necessarily need to know why. Um, but putting a label on it or, or identifying and not labeling it, but identifying it um, was nice because then I could have compassion. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Magic. You and know what? Was, Go ahead. Yeah. No, finish, Josh. no, I was done. Well, you, you know, here's the thing. I, for me and for many people, I'm feeling angry right now. We think that we have to explain that why we're feeling that to someone else. So that's where it gets convoluted. As Jay Roth would always say, it's simple, but it may not be easy. This is very simple. You know, I'm speaking to Christopher and, and those people out there who have a, a real challenge of allowing the feeling and then expressing it. When you ask somebody, how are you feeling? They immediately go into an explanation of something. Mm. For some reason, I need to explain why I'm feeling joyous. Or as opposed to saying, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling a lot of joy right now. That's how simple it is, Christopher. Closing your eyes, going within, as Ev just said, and, 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 and Jay talk about going within and being with it and breathe into your heart space and simply ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? And it's really simple. I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling sadness. That is your explanation and expression of your feelings. It's that simple. Beautiful. I'm feeling sad. You don't need to explain why you're feeling that to anybody to justify the fact that you're feeling sad because mm. that's the wound. That's what I used to do. That's why I suppressed all of that anger mm. because I felt I had to justify it and explain it to somebody because I still wanted to be underneath it, the root of, I need to be the good guy. Mm. I need to be the guy who's loved. So that was my root wound. And then when we just, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling, mm. angry. I'm feeling angry. <laughs> you scared me then, Jeff. Expression. It's as simple as that. That is your expression. There need not be an explanation to justify why.
to anyone. And you don't have to even explain it to yourself. Like I said, if you allow the feelings, let the energy move, the why, the gift, the learning, the growth will come behind it mm. organically and naturally if you're open to it. But you have to be open to feel. There you go. Boom. Boom. Again, I want to I want to just reiterate, Jeff, that I, I think what's really important is to acknowledge it, honor it, but don't give yourself permission to stay in it too long. Because it will not, it will, it it hasn't served me. No. So, Josh, even in that moment this week when you felt um, you felt like there was some type of grieving going on, it's beautiful. I mean, I grieved three losses over a year and a half period simultaneously, and it it didn't mean that I was in du duvet therapy. I got busier. I reached for more healthy self care tools that I knew would eventually I began to trust. Mm. I began to yeah. trust that if I just kept showing up for me and making healthier choices than how I had in the past when I was grieving or feeling some type of, you know, low vibe vibration, the more I practice and I, I began to trust that it was possible that if I just do more of the healthy things, Eventually, it'll it'll dissolve, it'll dissipate, and I'll be back to the place that feels better for me. Mm. But by no means do I ever give myself permission to stay low for long. Mm -hmm. it, it, I, if that makes sense to you guys, um, I find it's I have found that it's been a beautiful way to navigate up and out of that rabbit hole. Mm. It's about it's 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 not allowing yourself to sink into your feelings and then mm. indulge them and then creating this massive story around them. Beautiful. Shannon Thompson says, Jay, once we show up for ourselves, we can heal and we can grow. Yeah, man. But you, and I, I want to bring up one uh, great point that you brought up, Jay, here at the end um, was trust. Uh, mm. Mm. Because when I first started to allow my emotions to flow, they came out awkward and they came out explosive and they came out at the wrong time and they came out in the wrong way and they came out brass and uh, <laughs> from an insecure place. And um, so trusting them was really hard because I didn't know where they were coming from or how to control it. It was just this, it was this raw thing that I had never felt or allowed or um, had compassion for. And when it came out awkward and weird, I kept shaming it more and trying to stuff it down more. And so there was this yeah. period in my life over multiple years where I had to learn to trust it. And mm. I had to learn to be, and that's, that's when it starts to flow more like a river rather than an explosive firework that there comes out at the bad time and so there is a little bit of a process and i want to honor that for anybody who is in that space or just starting to trust your emotions and let them flow is there there's an awkward teenage period <laughs> that that pimple-faced teenager yeah. you gotta go through it and it's exactly it's, 
awkward and it's weird and you got braces and it's it's goofy and and yeah it's so or at least that's how it showed up for me and it seems like seems like you guys can feel that one too totally Mm -hmm. beverly annette says josh she says be in the present moment sit in a seat of awareness which is what we're really conveying Mm -hmm. and let it flow through you and watch it leave like a cloud boom Um, boom like that fog this morning, sister, like the fog I was talking about. You know, each time that I gave myself permission to sit in the awareness of it, honor it, and then get busy, mm. Um, mm. the more I practiced an alternative choice in how I was going to manage my feelings and emotions, the more trust I was able to build around myself. Mm. I'm going to repeat yeah. that the more trust I was able to build around myself knowing that it's possible, that I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to rise above. It takes practice. That's from the, Jay, that's from the adult perspective. (laughs) Coming from little Jay. No, that what we're we're saying here is that, the root, if we if we've repressed and repressed repressed and suppressed feelings, they were so through the wounds of the child. Through the wounds. What Jay is talking about is is allowing ourselves to be in the moment, having a feeling, but then shifting, which is what I did on Saturday, into the adult place. There you go. Of bringing back myself to the here and now that, wow, these feelings are palpable. They are there, but I'm Jeff, the adult right now, and I'm going to allow myself to feel and move them, but I'm not going to sink and indulge them in there because that's what comes, that's where the adult perspective comes in. Mm. And then uh, around all of that, as the feelings move, the energy moves, on the other side of it, I've said this five or six times tonight, will come, oh, wow. There you go. I saw mom in that moment, and I literally saw Jeff, the five-year-old, that was really pissed off at mom. But that was after I allowed myself to have the feelings, and then the the growth and the lessons came in, and I I allowed myself to transform it. Beautiful. Katrina May says... The quicker you process the pain and learn the lesson Uh and surrender, then focus on gratitude. Uh You will move through anything quite quickly. There's that word again, that powerful word. Gratitude is always a a space lifter for me. Mm. Always a space lifter for me. It's like the magic sauce of the universe. I swear, you could could put gratitude on anything. (laughs) And Mary Kelly... uh, affirms what you just shared, Jeff Fitzano. She says, parent that inner child. Parent that inner child. God, look at look at what we signed up for, brothers. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing is is as an unawakened man that I was for most of my adult life up until a short six years ago, I wasn't even aware who what part of me was upset, what part of me was sad, what part of me was feeling those those hurtful feelings. I had no idea that mm. that it was my younger self. That in that moment, one more time, I've been hurt. I've been let down. 
I'm scared. I'm fearful. Um, um, I know those feelings of I'm not enough. I, you know, living in the, in the armor of a suit and tie to protect me with, as, as we've talked about a few times before in the show, we are well over the hour right now. So what we're going to do is I'm going to shift this into our final segment this evening. And in this segment tonight, you know how it works when you're, when you're to my, my right, it could be your left, I'm not sure. That means that you're in a hot seat. And we're going to move you guys around, um, virtually move your move your chairs so that you'll be next to me. And when you're next to me, that means that uh, you've got three minutes. When I take you drop drop you back out of the solo, that's your that's your uh, signal to wrap up your what's in flow. Tonight we're gonna we're gonna f- finalize uh, finish up our show with. Uh, let's see, what do we want to what do we want to go tonight, gentlemen? Well, I was going to say it would have been really cool if you can actually move Josh next to you. And he was actually sitting there. Well, we've been there doing that. We did that, we we did that, we did that uh, around the 30th of June or so. Like right uh, here. There you go. <laughs> so, so in tonight's closing segment, I want to invite, uh, if one of you guys are inspired to uh, hit Jeff Fasano with a question, Right, go for it. And or Jeff can share a tip or a trick uh, that perhaps hasn't been disclosed tonight on how you have learned or continue to learn what helps you get out of that loose canyon, loose cannon and into the flow of life in a healthier way for yourself. Anyone have a question that you want to pop to uh, Jeff tonight? Mm. What do you reckon, Josh? Nothing's popping in my head. I almost want to hear what Jeff. Jeff in the well, I can answer. I can answer Jay's question. <laughs> um, and I've actually probably answered it during the show. Um, my first tip is is to when you feel when there is energy moving in you and you're starting to feel there are feelings that are surfacing inside of you. The first thing that I do is I close my eyes and I breathe. Close my eyes, take a big deep breath in. That allows the energy to start to move and the feelings to to come up. And then as they come up, I then identify the feelings. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling joy. I'm feeling content. I'm feeling peaceful. I'm feeling angry. And I let the feelings and I start to identify the feelings without judgment or shame of the feelings. And then they begin to move. And then you breathe again and continue the breathing process. That might intensify the feelings. And they might come up and they might come up. And then if you're feeling the feelings incredibly intense, feelings such as anger or sadness. Allow yourself to be there. And if it's anger, like it was for me beginning last Saturday, the tools that I have is to realize mindfully in the adult spaces, as Jay does and, and, and what he pointed out, to realize that I'm feeling this. The feeling's intense right now. I know that I cannot project that feeling out there. 
So what do I need to do to release the charge of it? And I have certain tools that I utilize. It might be, like Ev says, get out, take a, go, go walk for an hour and breathe while you're walking. Let the energy move. Mm. For me, I have exercises where I have uh, a, a little plastic bat that I'll go pound on my on my couch and breathe and let go of the charge. If you can do that, that's wonderful. What I also did is I went out and swam for 50 minutes. That moves our energy and dissipates and releases the charge. It's not going to get rid of your feeling. It's going to dissipate and release the charge. And mm -hmm. you know, what's really important with all of this too is that in this moment, if you are feeling angry or sad and you allow it, it does not mean you're never going to feel that again. Mm. A lot of people think that if I allow myself and this anger and these feelings to move with me, oh, then I'm done with anger and sadness. No, you're not. Mm. No, you're not. Beautiful. You're feeling beings and you are going to feel angry again. You are going to say, and believe me, you are going to feel joyful again. And you are going to feel feel content again. You are going to feel peaceful again. And then you are going to feel angry again. And then you are going to feel sadness again. You feel, so what we're talking about, the tool is, the end product is, is to, as we all said it tonight, let it flow. Love it. Jeff Fasano, breaking it down. Magic, brother. Love that. Thank you, Jeff. Ja Josh Richer, you're up. Mm -hmm. Anyone have uh, anyone have a, a motivated to ask Josh a, a deep question? Because Josh came in hot tonight. When he comes in hot, meaning he just got off a set, that's mm. when he tends to be a little bit more vulnerable. A bit more <laughs> shedding of the clothing, the armor. If if not, I had uh, I had somewhere I wanted to go here at mm. the end. All right, we'll take it, Josh. Um, there was a quote, uh, years ago that when I was going through my, um, uh, breakdown and breakthrough that really spoke to me. And, uh, it was that, uh, I can't remember who said it, but, uh, what you are most afraid to show the world is your greatest gift. Mm. And it goes back to that, all those parts of me that I shamed and stuffed and hid um, because they were wrong or I labeled them or I created stories around them uh, about myself and keeping people at arm's length, um, like we talked about earlier, and all those feelings I didn't allow and didn't want to show the world um, ended up very literally being my greatest gift. It was me opening up about all of that and about the negative self-talk and about my depression, about my anxieties, about almost taking my own life, about going to rehab and all of that uh, and writing that in my book and sharing that here on the show um, has touched more hearts and has brought me more joy um, to be real and to be honest and to be um, <laughs> brutally vulnerable to cry on the show, um, to express uh, struggles in life. And so all of that was exactly what I was trying to hide from the world before. 
And um, so there is so much truth in that what we are afraid to show the world is our greatest gift. And that has brought me the most joy and closeness um, with others in this life than I've ever felt before. Love that, brother. Embra embrace your feelings. Embrace your the sides that you shame, the sides that you, you want to stuff, uh, and the sides that you're afraid of. Because those are all parts of us. We need to love, accept, honor. And like we all said, let it flow. It's not bad. Don't stuff. Mm -hmm. Love it, brother. That Beautiful. It for me. Beautiful, man. Josh, I want to ask you in this moment. How does it feel to share what you just shared about your own epiphany about that, about having that awareness? What, what, what's coming up for you in this moment, right here, right now? I'm free. Mm. <laughs> Magic. Magic. I'm free. All the, the chains and the weights Beautiful. that I carried for so many years that were put upon myself or that I put upon myself by shaming all that and stuffing all that. Um, like, like, like you said, Jay, tell on yourself. It's the most freeing thing on the planet. Get it out. When it's out, it's not as big a deal as when it's in, when we, when we sit there with those stories and just over and over and over and that negative self-talk mm. very, very um literally almost took my life mm. and so this feels like freedom being here with you guys on the show and experiencing life and sharing it honestly is freedom hey hey josh um hmm. because there's such a similarity between the two of us um, mm -hmm. i know it, Wow, isn't it freeing? I'm trying to express this right now. Um, Take a deep breath, Fasano. When <laughs> it, it all ruminates in our head and we think, and I'm talking about maybe you and I or whoever else is out there, that there is so much shame and judgment. We, we are kicking the shit out of ourselves with shame and judgment. I mean, literally, I remember talking to Josh once and, and it's that, that constant cycle in our heads and mm. kicking the crap out of ourselves with shame and judgment. And then when we finally moved through it and we released it, told on ourselves, let it out, told our truth, there wasn't even close to any shame and judgment that we were doing to ourselves. That's what no. I would know, right? No, it was, those were the worst years of my life. I woke up, the first thing, the first thoughts I had in the morning were judgmental stories, horrible things, things we would never say to another human being. From the moment I woke up to the moment I finally fell asleep at night, and it was years of that. 
the most the most brutal years of my entire life and it was all here Hmm. it was all that's that's why i wanted to jump i wanted silence i wanted peace i just wanted stillness i wanted to not i wanted to not live with that one more day it was years and you know we talked about it um that house of a thousand deaths that was the six inches between my ears that house i killed myself over and over and over again with those words and uh i finally couldn't take it one more day so yeah jeff we are immensely parallel my friend, and I, I know and that I, oh so well. I feel you. I feel anybody who's going through that because it's uh, it's awful. Beautiful, mm. Josh. Thank you for uh, for sharing this part of your story with us tonight, and um, it's why we do this show. Because there's millions of men and women that have had contemplated jumping. Just, just to quiet the noise. Mm-hmm. And as you've learned through your own journey, there's, there's alternative ways to quiet the noise. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it takes practice. It's simple. It takes practice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely takes practice to change our relationship with our thinking. And as Shannon said, spend more time in our heart space than our head space. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the part of the, the GPS system that many of us weren't taught. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in, a, in, my, in my little neck of the woods in New York. It was all about think, think harder. <laughs> the way to your solution. Mm-hmm. That never served me. Never served me. Mm-hmm. Evis Love Heath, you're up. Let's dive in, brothers. You, you want to give me a question, or do you want me just to wrap up a couple of things? I was just going to ask, what are the loudest voices in your head? Which one? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Jeff. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, Josh just hit a, a – I mean, this is a – what we discussed tonight is a very, very uh, touchy subject for me because it it's my biggest wound mm. um, and why I'm so passionate about feeling. Mm-hmm. It's because I was denied it by my mother. Um, and, and, and that and the expression that went along with it. Um, but like Josh and I, we had those voices in our head that literally, for me, drove me mad. Mm, mm. It, 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 also, it almost became a truth inside mm. of me. Interesting. Um, mm. And... Uh, and was very debilitating for me. So I had my 
my three minutes. My question <laughs> uh, is, you know what? It's like Josh explained like his, his mm. the depth. You, you go to that place of um, almost you go to a place of a death inside of us where, we, where the choice we get to quote unquote rock bottom is life or death. Mm. And that is the point we get to that we have only those two choices, which is all the wounded child understands is life or death. So when we go there, Josh made a different choice. I made a different choice. Mm -hmm. Is there ever any part in your life where you got to that, that place where you made the choice of life to expand, which ultimately will bring about a passion and, and, a, and, a, and a, a deeper sense of purpose in your life. Mm, beautiful, brother. Yeah, 100%, man. Look, like you, brothers, you know, they've shared beautifully tonight. I've, I've had many deaths and many resurrections on this journey, man. And probably one of the most uh, beautiful ones, like I mentioned at the start of um, this particular show tonight, that I've ever been in. And that's really letting go of that old uh, Ev that I thought I was, you know, which I was really hammering my body uh, back in the day for God. I've been training close to 25 years now um, and realising that I don't have to hammer my, my body anymore but live within it with love. And, you know, we, we all have those voices. The thing is it's, it's really identifying, like I keep saying, with these particular things that we call emotions, what are emotions? You know, I, I did a lot of deep work because I was known as a hothead. I'm not sure if that term's used over there on the other side of the pond, but a mm -hmm. hothead was similar to that loose cannon. Mm -hmm. And I never understood what that was because I always thought within me that that's, that's just me. But was it really my truth? It wasn't who I wanted to put, convey to the world. No way, man. So like I've said in previous shows, one of the beautiful, valuable lessons that I've learned on this journey is seeing from those mirrors of those other relationships that I was in for those other beautiful people that were around me to teach those lessons and not seeing any of these emotions as a failure, as a mistake, but as a gift. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's nothing wrong with emotions. They're beautiful. They, cut, they really do colour this richness story of our life. You know, you're talking about that inner child that had to experience some of those deep emotions. We always seem to go back there because like I mentioned on my serpent dreaming, that second chakra or that second light wheel, that's where the emotions develop, ages two to four years old. Interesting. So like I keep saying, if we don't allow these emotions to flow and we aren't able to healthily express them, then of course we're going to project it onto the outside world as a hothead or as a loose cannon, particularly as men. 
you know, one thing I want to just quickly touch on before I finish up too and, and uh, give it to Jay the Roth man is talking about food. You know, this week on my stories, on my Facebook page and the IG, I've been talking a lot about learning the importance of the food with emotions. You know, we're living in a very emotional time, my brothers and sisters, and until we really understand that the food that you're eating has an um, incredible effect on your emotions, you are truly what you eat. You know, food does create the mood and it can really regulate it. It can control your emotions. But if you're not getting high, dense, nutritional food that's going to help regulate your hormones of stress and bring up some of these, you know, so-called negative feelings that we're talking about, then that particular food has a nutrient impact on neurotransmitters, all right, that circulate up to the brain that are sending signals back and forth that you interpret as emotions, my brothers and sisters. So when we talk about tools, if there's one thing that you can walk away today from this show, I want you to start thinking about what you're consuming into your body. What are you eating today? What is your choice of food for your mood today? Start honouring your body, my brothers and sisters. On that note, I'll leave it there. I'm taking a moment here just to let that drop in for all of us. So, so many of us are not aware of how nutrition impacts our mental health, our neurological well-being. Mm. Beverly Annette says, full circle, let food be thy medicine. There you go, sister. There you go. Well, the next time you, you know, say to yourself, um, you know what, I'm going to go hit Jack in a box, just pull <laughs> out the, Ev's last uh, comments. <laughs> Put that in your iPhone. All right, gentlemen. This is what do you reckon, time. brother? What do you reckon, brothers? This do we let him the, just flow? You know, do we, I'm do, we get him to, do we get him to fight for it? <laughs> any, uh, any questions come up? I I love to answer questions because it it actually uh, kind of guides me. Anything come up? Mm. One's come up for me, bro, brother. Okay. And you just uh, you just brought it up for me. You're a cancer, aren't you, Jay? Yes, sir. Highly emotional, my brother. Highly emotional. On this beautiful journey of Jay the Roth Man, created this beautiful platform for all of our brothers and sisters in the collective to share. How do you now, as the beautiful man you are, <coughs> Use guy, uh, emotions to help navigate through your life. Mm. Through your life. Mm. The first step is even to be aware of what I'm feeling and not what appears to be at the surface level but to always go a little deeper, to have that awareness. 
of what really is at the root of that feeling. I want, I, I personally like to know. I don't just want to sit in the muck without knowing what the muck is I'm sitting in. Because to me, it's an opportunity to explore. Hmm. An opportunity to not ignore, but explore. And through that process, I get to show up. I get to honor those feelings. I get to express them in a healthier way today. Through writing, through music, through connecting with another individual, through nature, as examples. But as I've shared tonight, if the feelings or emotions have some low energy to them. I know it's not good for me to stay there for too long. I know that uh, releasing cortisol, fight or flight into my system could be the death of me. My body is tired from that fight, from being that loose cannon. And I know that it, it doesn't serve me anymore. I know it doesn't serve my body, doesn't serve my, my relationships. It doesn't serve the most important relationship is the one with myself. And I shared this with Mary in the last couple of years where I said, I don't have any fight left in me. I, I don't have the energy for it. And for me, that is the ultimate surrender. It's like the guy in a boxing ring that he doesn't have to get knocked out to say, I, you know, I'm done, it's over. And he steps out of the ring. If you think about a boxing ring, you're enclosed in a space. You're, you've got ropes surrounding you. You're in, to some extent, it's bondage. I lived in that ring my whole life. Hmm. I was fighting to survive. Hmm. And now I'm living to thrive. Hmm. Now, when I say simple, not easy, what I mean by that in this moment is it's simple, but it's not easy because it's not how I was taught to live. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of commitment to myself to stay with the program, to stay with my spiritual practices every single day, no matter what, no matter how I'm feeling. But as you said, Josh, when we step out of the ring and step out of surviving, to start to experience what thriving can feel like, thriving for me is gratitude. Thriving for me is um, being more at peace with who I am today. That is freedom. And it's possible we can get there, viewers, listeners, friends, family. I know it's possible because I, I got from there to here. 
and by no means am I indicating that I'm there, I'm here. It's a work in progress, that's life. But I love how I feel on most days. I love that I have, for the first time in my life, the ability to show up with three other men on Friday nights and during a production meeting and just be me and feeling safe with who I am today and honoring my own self, my own soul and knowing that if and when I get activated or triggered and show up as that loose cannon, I then can show up and grow up and take accountability for that behavior and make an amends if I'm able to reach that person, if I know them. And if I don't know them, I still make amends in my own way. And with that, viewers and listeners, I want to thank you for joining us this evening on episode 73. Um, we appreciate you. We see you. We feel you. And no doubt, we understand you. Keep showing up. Keep showing up for that little girl inside. Keep showing up for that little boy inside. They're still here. They're still needy. What they need is you as your adult self. To love yourself, honor yourself, respect yourself, nurture yourself, nourish yourself. Love yourself. Start today. Start this evening. Start this weekend. I love you guys. You're amazing. Keep showing up for yourself so that we have something to talk about. <laughs> <Each week. laughs> I don't think, I don't really don't think we'd ever run out of anything to talk about. <laughs> right. And viewers, if you should have heard something that you liked or loved tonight, please share it out in your community. And if you are inspired to donate a, a small donation to us so we can cover our costs every week, week 73, um, any dollar, any amount helps. Uh, it's been on the screen, Venmo. At Real Men, Real Talk Live, I believe is the, uh, I just lost, uh, yeah, it's Real Men, Real Talk Live on Venmo. You can find us there. Um, show us your love by contributing, donating just a small amount, anything that you feel you can afford that you got out of tonight's program. We appreciate you showing up for yourself and we'll see you next week. On Real Men, Real Talk Live. Peace and blessings. <laughs>